I wanted to build that world. I wanted to build the shop that I wanted to shop on. I wanted to build the world that the food industry needed and didn't have. Thank you for tuning in as Out of Office presents Work From Home, a mini-series. In light of the global pandemic, we decided to go off script and manifest a mini-series to bring insight, perspective, and positivity as we adapt to a new meaning behind the phrase work from home. We are navigating this global social situation as you are, and we hope through this, we can navigate it together. Today, we're working from home with Jessica Young, the founder and CEO of Bubble, a new online marketplace for curated health food brands, where vendors across the US are able to host inventory and ship straight to customers. Jessica is also a Michelin-trained chef and has been a private chef for celebrities like Scarlett Johansson and Robert De Niro. She initially made the transition into the food startup scene as a founding team member of Hugh Kitchen in New York City before moving into e-commerce with meal kit startup Ritual and onto Daily Harvest. Before launching Bubble, Jessica was Daily Harvest's first team member and head of product and operations. Okay, we are recording. Perfect. Hi, Jessica. Hello. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh... I've, I think like most people experienced a major slowdown recently, um, making adjustments. I'm currently in Pennsylvania, uh, living with family. So as someone who's lived in and out and kind of traveled from New York city for the past 11 years, it's, uh, different to be 31 living at home with your parents again for an extended period of time, you know, getting yelled at by putting my like cup in the sink, which I'm like, oh God, okay, it's getting real. Um, new norm. And as we're all working from home and it's so different for, for various professions, what does that look like for you currently? I have a pretty small team. Um, we, you know, we're based typically in New York. Uh, and so, uh, I would say three quarters of our team have gone, have left the city to go stay with family outside of New York City. Um, and they all did that. We all left pretty early March um, and kind of wanted to space from the city. And so we've been at it for about a month and a half, almost two months now, um, kind of managing work remote Um you know, workflow. And so, but at the same time, our business has hit new heights. Uh, We're in the online grocery space. And so uh, our volume has been pretty unexpected. Um, So we are kind of up at 8am running till like 10pm with a small team on call just to manage, um, you know, customer experience. We've been seeing like a, a crazy amount of vendors come to uh, us wanting to list products since they've been kind of blocked from other platforms that have delayed delivery times. Um, You know, they're not accepting new... During this time. Yeah, during this time. They're not accepting Mm. new products. Um, They're not even taking meetings for some of the new emerging brands. And so um, we're definitely the go-to platform for emerging brands. We've become known as that since we've launched. And so I would say that 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 factor of our business has amplified 
uh, a lot. And so we're just really trying to sift through um, volume and then prioritizing um, and come up with standards around who should really get pushed to the front of the line in terms of new brands that want to hit our platform. Um, and so we're really deeming that for like essentials, like breads and pantry items, which we've seen an uptick with, as well as, uh, you know, companies that have been directly affected by storefront closures or restaurant closures. We're having restaurants, um, now that they've received PPP funding, they need to bring staff back on, but they can't open to the public. And so they're in this weird position where they're like, should I try Seamless out for the first time? Should I create products, you know, breads and pastries or granola and sell that on bubble for revenue because I have to now bring people back on staff. So um, we're sort of seeing like all all kinds of things right now. And we're, you know, this is not our norm. So we're really just trying to take things in stride and manage and get creative um, while still kind of prioritizing what we need to do. Because at the end of the day, we're just serving our customers quality food. So how do we just best do that in this period? Our business model is very much set up like, you know, a true marketplace, Etsy, Airbnb, um, Farfetch. We don't hold inventory. And that's how we've been able as a small company to allow so many products to be visible and shoppable to customers um, uh, by remaining really asset light. So, um, you know, focusing on the customer, focusing on growth, and then the brands to, to ship out. And so um, that's been really instrumental, especially in this period, because if we did have to take on inventory, um, take that risk, get brands in, it would actually just be extending the entire um, process to get brands up and shipping to customers. But because we handle things, you know, pretty remote and it's drop shipped, um, you know, it's also not causing blockages in warehouse time, for example. And so um, across the industry, um, our platform has had the least delays um, out there when we're comparing to times with, you know, Fresh Direct and Instacart, for example, if you go to shop right now, um, there's a 14 to 16 delay if you go to calendar on their site. Um, so we're not experiencing any of that. Um, it's really brand by brand uh, case. So um, if, there, if there's anything affected. So it's really been... Um, you know, actually our business model has really been saving us right now. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause that was leading me to my next question. That was like, since the brands on your platform are shipping things directly, I was curious if you have experienced any problems with that or because you guys are, I would imagine you are the ones that people come to if they have to complain or if something is delayed or if something is wrong. So not having that control to to be the person that's shipping those items. I was curious how that is working for yeah, you guys. We've been managing that. We do deal with that as our company. We are that, that interface. If you place an order with us, you're hearing from a bubble, you know, representative and things like that. We manage that experience, you know, from start to finish. Um, but uh, I would say, you know, we're managing that when this all hit really like the volume, I would say mid March when people were, totally like quarantining, stocking up. I mean, our volume went through the roof um, and we weren't really, you know, totally prepared in all honesty for that. Um, we were dealing with a, a lot of customer service um, and just reaching out with the, and then we call it like, we have CX and we have VX, our vendor experience. So we were dealing with both sides in an intense way. 
um, and really just trying to, I would say, like put the fires out and then backtrack into like our operational backbone, which is, okay, now we need to ramp up check-ins where we have a monthly inventory check. We are now doing weekly checks. Um, and with some categories, we're doing bi-weekly checks in, especially within the bakery category. Um, and so, because that's such a hot item right now, just like fresh bread. And so, um, we amped that up. And so that's really how we dealt with it. We just, you know, I think like anything, you put the fires out and then you figure out what happened and you build, you know, better systems around that. Um, and that's really a landscape that's changing every day for us. Um, but we totally did see kind of this influx. Um, we had a big period of fixing and now we're kind of coming up for a little bit of air right now, <laughs> which is great. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how we're, we've been dealing. As we just mentioned, you are the founder of Bubble, which is the online marketplace for curated health food brands. But you also have a very extensive career um, before this, from being a Michelin-trained chef to a founding member for both Hugh Kitchen and Daily Harvest. So I'm curious how your experience prior to Bubble prepared you to launch something of your own, and what was that initial push that inspired you to go off on your own? Yeah, you know, I I moved from cooking, kind of being behind the stove. I was definitely drawn to food. It was by no means a career choice for me at the time of getting into it. It was just something I was really passionate about. Um, moved to New York, moved in with my friend from childhood who was, who was going to NYU um, and started attending cooking school. Um, I was cued to graduate a bit early um, from college and I was studying biochemistry and um, kind of flying through classes. I didn't, I wasn't super social in um, college at all. So I just studied all the time and cranked out work and then kind of peeked my head up one day and I was like, actually, I don't know if I want to do this. Let me take a chill pill, uh, move to New York and never went back to college or <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> uh, and then kind of grew from there. I wanted to, over a period of time, what I realized within food is that I was really attracted to kind of health-based food and products and concepts, but also shifting the greater food system. And so that became my life mission once I realized that. And so that's really where I got involved and became really selective with my next moves. Um, you know, got in with the Hugh Kitchen team, then got in with a meal kit company, which was right in the early wave of meal kits. Um, and the, all, all my moves were around, okay, how can I be a part of something that's going to shift the future of food and have a big impact? And to me, that was being a part of a, a big company, um, but being responsible for building and, um, you know, all parts of the company <laughs> from, from ground level. Um, I was lucky enough to, I think, also just be in the right place at the right time with meeting Rachel over at Daily Harvest. Um, but I think whether it was Daily Harvest or another company, I was definitely on that mission to, um, you know, be with an early team for a few years and and be responsible for really building something that I could feel accountable for. So, um, you know, did that. And then uh, by no means was Bubble a long thought out, you know, like you said, manifested idea. Um, it was something that came to me as a need from the industry that I had so long now been a part of, right? I had understand, uh, had a great understanding of the foundations of e-commerce and the food system and innovation and um, was definitely, I, you know, had a name for myself in that world. So 
um, I saw a really big problem popping up, which was, you know, these, there was a ton of innovation in the food sector. There was great design being had. There was amazing innovation, but the issue was really at the distribution level. Brands were being created um, and coming to me kind of like probably yourself. If you're in a given industry, a lot of people come to you with advice. What should I do after a certain period of time? And I was becoming that person with food brands, especially like the new emerging latest food brands. And they were all asking me, um, you know, where should I sell? How do I blow up? How are you guys doing this at Daily Harvest? And I didn't have a good answer for their product, right? I had standard answers, but I was like, okay, unless you have like a ton of money to do huge runs, get into a big food distributor, compete on Amazon to get ranking, um, it's going to take you a while. And so there's, there's no easy route. But what I didn't understand was why there was a missing link with, um, you know, one core, um, marketplace model. Um, I saw a comp within pet around chewy.com, uh, owning the customer, doing a great job for the pet food industry. I saw the comp in fashion with Farfetch. They had everything from Gucci to the latest designer, right? Keystone brands to emerging brands, but owning that kind of, um, you know, fashion forward customer. Um, and the model around not taking a ton of inventory, having the customer drive the ship and be the focus. And I didn't see the comp within the, the food sector, specifically health food. And so my, you know, passion has always been to shed light on the food system around what is actually healthy and what isn't. And what should be in food and what shouldn't be in food. Um, and so, and, and every food concept I've been a part of has had that as a common thread um, from Hugh Kitchen to Daily Harvest, like truly clean food. <laughs> and so um, I wanted to build that world. I wanted to build the shop that I wanted to shop on. I wanted to build the world that the food industry needed um, and didn't have, right? The customer should be aggregated for these products to launch on, especially if they're amazing products. And so I, you know, talked to a lot of people before making my my next move to understand the industry. I, you know, kind of like anyone with their side hustle was running numbers at night, trying to figure out if this actually made sense as a business model. Um, because again, for me, I'm, I, I wasn't interested in doing something that wasn't going to make a difference um, in the food world, right? Like it's great if you have like a little corner shop, but how does that actually do anything, right? So um, I wanted to make sure that this was a big enough concept that it would actually, to my kind of core personal mission, make a difference in the food world. So it did. And how long was this process of like, you know, looking at the landscape, researching, really like sitting on this idea? It was about... Until you launched it. Yeah, I would say the idea was kind of planted in my head for a good year, right? Like, not the fully formed idea, but kind of drawing me towards what this would be. I was really thinking about launching my own label of food. Um, and that's also where this came from. Um, and I didn't see a good fit for my own food label. And this bigger issue kept kind of barking at me. And I'm like, okay, I need to go like pacify this. And it actually is a bit self-serving. I can, by building what this platform is, still launch my own products. I am the brand that want to be launching on this platform. Um, and so I decided to, uh, I would say in the next six months, uh, start really looking at things and then... Yeah, it was a really tough day when I gave notice at Daily Harvest. Um, honestly, it was like something I was really passionate about. I would still be at the company today if this thing wasn't kind of 
you know, barking at me, so to speak, um, that needed to be addressed. Um, and so I, yeah, after about six months then gave notice, um, I had about a three month exit from daily harvest. I had a lot to put in place. Um, and then kind of, you know, moved into, uh, actually spring place where you guys work out of, um, and was just like on a laptop by myself, kind of grinding out the early days of the platform and concept. And again, still running a lot of ideas. I was consulting, um, to, to make ends meet, you know, I did a few food consulting projects in there and then, uh, yeah, put my own money in, uh, between savings and that consult, some consulting work to launch bubble. Uh, and then we officially launched in January of 2019. It's such an amazing story also to, to kind of hear how you really marinated this idea. Um, and then truly acted on it, which is also like the second component that's kind of hard for a lot of people once they get that idea or that vision. Yeah. And I think for myself, I'm definitely a producer and executor. It's very, I'm a, I don't know if I'm like a true Capricorn or something, but I'm definitely like, okay, here's a goal. Let me. I'm a Capricorn too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like here's a goal. Let me like climb and get it done. That's pretty. And I can see the goal pretty clearly. Um, I think what is always the difficult part is, okay, now for me, I am so, I love what I do, but when it's something you love, it becomes work. Like I found that in cooking. I love to cook. I would probably still be in the back of a kitchen, but sometimes when you love something so much and it becomes work, you start to not like it so much. And so that has always been a struggle for me because I really love what I do, but I don't love when it feels like work. So then I find myself adjusting. So I wanted to make sure, and that's why I really investigated if this was the next move. I want to feel like whatever I do doesn't feel like work. Um, You know, I still, to this day, working on Bubble, jump out of bed and I'm excited to like get to it. Um, So that's really important to me. (laughs) Absolutely. And you kind of touched on it before about how you wanted to, you thought about originally making your own label Mm -hmm. of food. Mm -hmm. Um, And now you've kind of created a world where you have both. So I want to talk for a second about Hella, which is the first in-house product. Um, I am like a Nutella addict, so I'm very excited about this product. But you recently launched Hella Chill. Um, so can you share a little bit about what makes this different from the original product that you launched? And also if this was a long time coming mixed with appropriate timing, or if this was an idea that kind of came from, from circumstance? Yeah. Um, we launched Hello when we launched the platform. So that was also kind of part of my, uh, initial year working out of, um, a co-working space alone and, um, you know, getting the initial, uh, you know, my savings in order and consulting I was doing, right? Like I was, I was definitely bankrolling the early days before I brought in any outside capital, um, which I think is, you know, a whole topic on its own. Um, <laughs> just financing your company. And, and I get a lot of questions from friends and other colleagues about like how that happened, but um, I'm like, no savings and, grit and you know not it's not like a fun story but um you know we we got to where we are that way um and so uh, part of that initial release and and the vision was um especially in looking at the competitive network um there are some other marketplaces out there that you know launched on you know i would say the reputation and backbone of other 
companies in the health food world and then started to make their own food a couple years in, but knocked off the products on their own platform uh, and set a lot of bad blood in the water. They started undercutting prices once their volume was up. And um, I think you see that in fashion more, but it's starting to happen within food. And with within food, there's actually very little IP, right? You You can't necessarily patent a great nut butter recipe. And so you can keep the recipe secret, but, you know, combining the right nuts and a little bit of sea salt and maybe some cacao, you know, that's it. So, um, you, it's also because the transparency of ingredients that is required, correct? Like I imagine that makes it quite easy for other brands to just see, oh, well, this is what they use. Let's, you know, there's only so many times you can use the same ingredients and adjust the measurements before you get something exactly. that's very similar. Like if I wanted to knock off my iPhone right here, the ingredients aren't listed on the back, right? So I have to do a little bit of digging. But, you know, if I look at, um, you know, a pasta, I can see what the ingredients are and pretty much retrofit and figure that out. So um in food, you know, it's definitely a big branding and distribution game. Do you have the right branding? Does it resonate with customers? Uh, do you have the marketing budget behind that um, to get through? And then do you have the distribution in place? And so we were building the future of D2C health food distribution, right? The world we want to see. And for some time, sometimes it's actually hard for me to say health food because I believe every food on bubble is it's not healthy. It's just the way food should be. So um, hopefully we can drop the word health at some point and just say like, it's just the best food, right? It's all about quality. Um, it's not necessarily like, you know, honestly, if I eat a jar of Hella, it's not healthy for me, but <laughs> it's clean label and it's not going to, you know, yeah, I don't want to stir the pot. So, uh, so uh, Hella was part of the vision to launch day one. <clears throat> given our competitive network, we wanted our um, you know community of brands to know that we were going to be making product as well. Um, that I was going to be behind it, and that we were totally transparent with what that was going to be. We're not going to be knocking you off once you do well. We're in our own lane as much as any other brand on our platform. Um, and so we launched Hella, which was kind of that I mentioned earlier, that original idea of mine was to launch my own um, line of products. And I wanted to reinvent classics. Um, I literally want to go down the grocery aisle and find products that need to be brought to 2020 into this century. So um, the first product we released was Hella because it is a take on a classic staple. And it has three ingredients, cacao, hazelnut, and a little bit of coconut sugar to kind of take off the bitterness of the cacao. And that's it. Um, we The secret's really in the, the manufacturing. We make and manufacture, we source um, every single ingredient that's in uh, Hella, which are three, which is great that I'm managing a supply chain of three ingredients right now and not <laughs> hundreds. Um, we had a really complicated one at Daily Harvest and some other companies they've worked at and on. So um, it was really important for us to like pick those three ingredients out, find the best ingredients, uh, make, manufacture, and then true to our name, be really transparent about that whole flow. Um, that's why we named ourselves Bubble. We wanted our own world in food that was totally transparent, yet protected in a certain way. And Bubble was that word that really described, you know, transparent yet protected in some way. 
So, uh, Hella released when we launched uh, our platform. Um, we launched Bubble in January 19, 2019 with about 100 products on the platform. Um, and we now have over 1,000 products from over 180 brands uh, shipping nationally. Um, we would have had probably 20 times that volume if we let everyone in the door that tried to get on our platform. We have very strict standards and our true north, which is our bubble stamp of approval. Nothing gets on our platform without um, going through um, that screening process, which really drills down from ingredient listing to sourcing to where you manufacture your product. Every product has to be produced out of a man, uh, professionally graded kitchen. Um, we got written up when we launched this past year a lot as the Etsy of health food. And while that's awesome to be compared to Etsy, we don't allow people to produce out of their home kitchen, which is sometimes um, you know misconstrued. So, uh, and then the kind of ultimate is the taste test. Um, we really believe that. I was going to ask, <laughs> and that's really the most fun part um, is our weekly taste test for brands trying to get on. Um, we really believe that because just because food is branded well and you know might be totally buttoned up, if it doesn't taste good, it's not going to sell, and it's not going to reflect well on all the other brands that are listed on Bubble and kind of turn that customer off. So we really set those those guidelines. And I think on both the customer and brand side, everyone really understands and is, is proud that we have those standards in place because um, it reflects well on, on, on everyone in the community. Now, at Bubble, you definitely help small businesses, as you mentioned earlier, in in having a platform and having a space where they can reach a wider consumer, especially currently those who have closed storefronts or restaurants. You mentioned before that there is a reliance on your brand as a source of revenue for these businesses. So what are some of the initiatives that you're working on currently in coinciding with this? A few weeks ago, we hosted our first um, industry Zoom night. So we invited um, people from food and beverage, but specifically um, the restaurant space to get on a Zoom call and talk about uh, the changing landscape. And then also, you know, we hosted it. So we obviously wanted the emphasis on what does CPG and shipping direct to consumer look like for your restaurant? You know, I think a lot of restaurants never thought twice about their local presence, right? They've got a dedicated um, customer base locally and they turn a few servings a night and then that's it. They're on to, you know, service the next night. Um, and maybe if you're a big enough kind of chain company, you would explore products, right? Um, and that was maybe a bit of a sellout kind of move. And so I think what restaurants are now seeing is, hey, I don't need necessarily just a local presence. I can do more. I can open up an additional stream of revenue. Um, I could maybe use my kitchen in other ways, especially when it's not being utilized. Um, and bring in more cash for my business. And so um, as Bubble, we wanted to start with a conversation. So a few weeks ago, we hosted that. Um, and we wanted to make sure if we offered any kind of help, it was truly going to be helpful. We don't want to create something that's not going to be not used. Um, we just don't even have the time or resources on our side to do something like that. Um, and then uh, we went from there. So we also brought in some other people into the conversation. I don't know if you know Helena over at House. She has a direct-to-consumer, um, low-alcohol kind of aperitif company. She has now teamed up with nine different restaurants and is doing um, d nine different flavor aperitifs. And then the profits go back to that restaurant. 
We brought her into the conversation. Um, we're not in a position to help with the manufacturing of the products, but we are in a position to help with um, all other touch points, whether that's um, connections to branding, packaging, and then I would say the distribution end and sales. And so that's the conversation we've been in with a few people over the past couple weeks. Um, and I can't really name names right now, but we are um, launching some products that'll be exclusive on Bubble um, with different restaurants. So, um, you know, there a lot of them are sitting on a lot of ingredients that have been unused. We found in those conversations, whether that's rice and spices, um, different shelf-stable sauces they've created. Uh, and so some of the restaurants really have well-known dishes. And so we're going to be doing little, uh, I would say, dry good meal kits. So you can't, it won't come with, you know, the meat or produce, but it'll have every other component and be by your favorite restaurant. And that is, that will sell on Bubble um, direct to consumer. So it'll obviously expand that fr- footprint for the restaurant. And I think the conversation that that now has created are restaurants thinking about even if they go back to quote normal again, right? They go back to service. Um, this is something that they should have been doing anyway um, to expand business. It's so exciting. Um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that because it sounds amazing. But it's really inspiring to hear your position and how you are helping um, the food industry at this time. So. What can we as consumers do to continue to support the industry from the restaurants we love to to those in agriculture, to the vendors? What is some advice that you could offer there? Yeah, you know, I think what people have had a bit in this slowdown, um, so to speak, is a greater understanding for other options. And, and people have been personally and professionally more creative, right? Things are just a bit different right now. Um, and so you may be thinking twice of, you know, where does the flour in my pantry come from? Um, are there other solutions other than, you know, the kind of Amazon on my phone to be ordering things if Amazon's delayed? It's, it's kind of forcing you into other habits um, and then making you be a bit more thoughtful at this time. So, you know, if you have a favorite restaurant you used to go to all the time, check out their Instagram or, you know, Facebook page. What are they doing, right? We all know that they're struggling, but really take the time to, you know, check in if you're kind of scrolling your phone at night, reading the news and kind of watching another episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know, check out, you know, what's really going on. Um, Some people aren't in a position to, um, you know, support anyone else, I would say in a monetary way or with sales, but there are other things you can do, um, in terms of like volunteer status, um, and, and things like that. So, um, I would, yeah, just encourage everyone to kind of use this time to really be aware and awake with, um, options, be creative and understand that, you know, behind every brand or concept or restaurant, no matter how big they may seem, there are humans and families and families of families, you know, behind um, the, those items and, and brands. So um, just be, I would say, you know, compassionate and sensitive to that. Lastly, do you have a piece of advice in general for how you're managing to get through this time, whether it's, you know, for productivity, for mental health, uh, especially for you. I know managing a team, it's so important for you to take care of yourself first so that you could inspire and motivate a team um, during this time. So what are you practicing? Yeah, I would say for my team, we've just amped up communication. I think we almost took for granted the fact that we all worked in the same office. And so if we all needed something from each other, you know, boom, you're in the same room, you can ask, you know, we were always around each other. But 
we have just really amped up, I would say, having a strict schedule. We have by day, you know, twice a day check-ins, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And then we've just picked up like overall communication, um, definitely relying on Slack a lot. And uh, I would say our trust trying to be more organized than ever. Um, we've turned our Friday second of the day check-in into a virtual happy hour just to keep things light. So, you know, we have that twice a day check-in, but on Fridays, that second check-in is a little bit more fun. So we're just trying to like break that up. Um, I would say that we're revising what we're doing every week because things change and we've never been in this situation. So we're aware, okay, this isn't working. We failed, uh, you know, let's change it and not be hard on ourselves for that. Let's just go with the flow. Um, secondly, I would say for myself, uh, I'm definitely someone who has always struggled with work-life balance. Um, I have no problem kind of working straight through the day. So I've really been trying to make an effort to, um, you know, work in sprints. So do a bit of work, chill out for a minute, walk around my house or walk outside. Um, I also recently, um, found a puppy online to adopt. So I'm getting a puppy <laughs> um, for the first time. It's something I wanted forever. And I'm like, okay, I actually have the time now. I'm at home, uh, slowed down. I'm just going to do it. So uh, I think I pick him up tomorrow or Monday, which I'm excited about. So stay tuned. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, that was, I think the biggest thing I've done for myself recently was just, um, yeah, something I've been wanting to do for a while and <laughs> just go for it. Thanks for joining my conversation with Jessica. You can follow her on Instagram at Jess Young Food and her brand at Bubble Goods. Thanks again for tuning in to Work From Home, the miniseries. Out of Office, the podcast will return to its regularly scheduled episodes soon. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoy working from home with us. Hit subscribe to keep up with us, and of course, rate or share with a friend. Out of Office is not just a conversation with our guests. It's also a conversation with you. Send us your career questions to hotline at buybaba.com and we'll answer them in our upcoming episodes. This podcast was produced by Tinka Media and music was brought to you by Blue Dot Sessions.